Hello. Before you hear from Rob and Stan, I'd just like you to know that Reimagining Cyber is now 100 episodes old. The show is now a regular in the Apple charts and is one of the most respected podcasts in the cybersecurity world. Now, Rob and Stan and our great guests can, of course, take much of the credit for this, but on behalf of them, I'd like to thank you for regularly downloading and sharing the podcast and giving us valuable feedback, all of which helps us make the show better and better. And if you're feeling generous and want to give us a present for such a landmark achievement, I suggest that you leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. Now on with the show. Well, hey, everyone. It's Rob Arrego and Stan Wisseman back here again for another episode of Reimagining Cyber Extra. And it seems to be quite a hit. So guess what? We're going to keep this thing going, right? So let's talk this week about kind of what's recently been happening, some of the different topics. You know, you and I have had these cyber conversations, of course. We always do that all the time. And now we're bringing it forward in, in these extra episodes. So what do you want to talk about first? Well, let's, let's talk about some of the nation state attacks that are out there um, that we've seen some press on. Um, one of the ones that caught my eye was the Secret Service came out and said that there are hackers from China. Uh, that were linked to stealing around $20 million of U.S. COVID relief benefits, including um, small business administration loans and unemployment insurance funds from over a dozen states. And so that was um, the first attribution to a foreign state-sponsored cyber criminal group. And this particular attribution went back to uh, Xingdao, based hacking group known as APT41. Yeah, so I, I saw that too. And I think what's interesting also on top of that is the, the aspect of timing, right? So this comes out and then you hear DHS talking about, hey, you know, we need to be paying much more attention to these nation state sponsored types of events and incidents occurring. They've been going on for quite some time. Critical infrastructure is part of it. Here's the example that just came out with Secret Service saying, hey, we look at about close to $20 million of COVID relief fund states being impacted. But it's also like, you know, the realization that, yeah, it's it's literally, as they call it, a keystroke away from a major type of incident occurring. And all these different type of critical infrastructure examples, I think, are starting to really open up the eye. What we saw last year, we talked about it in the past, Colonial Pipeline. What we're seeing, you know, takes us into almost like, you know, Recently with Microsoft, just talking about the additional kind of pledge on their end to help fortify some of the security capabilities for Ukraine as they continue to you know, try to kind of steer Russia from a cyber perspective away from them and some of these specific you know, incidents occurring there. Well, Microsoft has been helping Ukraine quite a bit. And you know, they actually, I, again, that was another news item that caught my eye was the fact that the Digital Threat Analysis Center at Microsoft warned that um, Russia is intensifying their pressure, not only in Ukraine, but also sources of political and um, supply that countries like the United States that are going to be helping Ukraine out. Mm -hmm. And uh, they attributed attacks um, in October, the ransomware attacks that hit um, Polish transportation and logistic organizations to the Russian military. And so this this winter, um, we could see Again, I mentioned we mentioned in the last extra issue that it looked like perhaps the Russian and Ukrainian bad actors were a little bit busy 
yeah. because of the war and fighting each other, but maybe they're going to be dedicating more time going after those that are supplying aid to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 something as well, right? So I think, you know, that prestige ransom where you're talking about in October that you saw come out and and then some of the elements also that Microsoft had in their report around, you know, they, it's interesting how they actually kind of timeline some of the physical and then the cyber specific mm-hmm. types of incidents and the, um, you know, the cyber aspect of it continuously, yeah, it's it's more of what we're seeing around kind of energy, right? The critical infrastructure, water supplies. I mean, they're coming at it from all different perspectives. Well, they're doing kinetic, obviously, yeah. against the energy infrastructure of Ukraine. And, you know, why not also combine that with cyber and make it that much more difficult for everybody? Yeah. Um, you know, I think you know, going back to the the incident with the SBA and um, attacks there. I, I have a friend who actually works in the, as a lawyer in the fraud department at SBA. Okay. And he has, he has told me for quite some time of just how bad the fraud is. And I think, mm. you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg as far as foreign entities that have leveraged the weaknesses that we've had in this uh, vetting process of loans and other benefits. Uh, and it's yeah. unfortunate that we made it so easy, uh, right. but they, they saw an opportunity or took in, taking advantage of it. And, and you can kind of, un, I don't want to say understand that there would be such a opportunity, but think about what occurred, right? And just how quickly they had to move to make something available with the funds and scramble to put up the systems to support that and everything that comes along. And you know that the security checks, you know, that they holistically traditionally probably would do sometimes can be questioned. But on top of it all, this is even worse when you think about, you know, the time to be able to get this out there and available for people to leverage. Yeah, so there's that, that, that balance between you got to keep these businesses alive and afloat, yeah. and let's give them some some support. At the same time, if if you make it too easy, it, it's going to be just a repeatable fraud that right. can be perpetrated by these bad actors. So, absolutely. Uh, what else are you seeing out there? So, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but LastPass you might have seen right mm-hmm. second time within I don't know maybe six months or so another data breach, and they're saying that. Um, well, one of the things that's interesting is that they they posted LastPass posted their own kind of you know page up on their blog stating I believe it was on the thirtieth of November that they have identified you know that there was another uh, breach. It was attributed to information that was leveraged back I think in the summer month, maybe August, um, and you know it's gotten you know again end user information in their hands. So I say it's interesting because they post it, they make you aware of it. And, you know, just before, like, uh, you know, this morning, I'm kind of going through my information, you know, news and whatnot. I'm like, hey, let me go take a look and see what the latest is that they've posted and updated on their page. Crickets. Crickets. So it's a little like disconcerting, you know, it's to what's really going on there. Now, they state that, you know, using the LastPass solution and, you know, the kind of way that they deal with credentials and zero knowledge of the credentials is really, again, not impacted. So, I, okay, I kind of get that. But still, I mean, hey, right, people are leveraging this as kind of their vault for their passwords and simplification. And it's two times in a very short window and it's attributed back to, you know, what was learned from that particular past breach. And it's, it's a little. And, you know, I, I'm curious as to how the, the breach will impact their, their business too. Cause mm-hmm. you know, if you look at um, the way the, the, the number of breaches have sort of created a numbness, to the public, you know, the, the, the true lasting impact to organization due to a breach is really, um, 
not come to fruition. You know, the, the targets of the world are still doing quite well. Right. Um, but when your business is to be a vault mm. for these passwords, it's, it's, I would think, disconcerting to be trusting. It, it's a breach of trust in an area that, well, that is your business, is to protect my secrets. And uh, I, would, I would think that you'd look elsewhere. <laughs> but but then again, you know, any of those kind of vaulting systems will be a, a natural target, and yeah. and whether or not you know that the next one you use is going to be any better. Um, I mean, on the one hand, I'm a fan for of them, and 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 mm-hmm. you know, recommend leveraging them because, like my my dad has um, a handheld device that we gave to him for Christmas. It's one of those things where it's not connected to the network. It's just a device where you're actually able to store your passwords. Okay. And, yeah. and it has been great because um, he's been able, he's uses it religiously and it, you know, if his memory fails on something, he knows where it is. Now, the, the sad thing is my, my mom does not use that <laughs> or anything so close to that. And she, right. you know, forgot her password on said system and we couldn't help her out, you know? And anyway, it was just one of those things. It was like, a, you know, one of those frustration points in the, in, in the inner household. It's, uh, so it's like, look what I do, honey. Why aren't yeah. you using my best practice? <laughs> I, I learned from my son that this is the way you should do this stuff, Right. 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 It's it's funny that you bring that up because it's like the consistent, you know, um, calls from friends and family about, hey, what should I do with this, you know, security issue? Hey, I, I read this thing that happened, you know, on, you know, with with Apple and, you know, my iPhone. Should I update it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and update that thing, right? But it's it's like when you get to, you know, coming off of Thanksgiving just a few weeks back, and it's like, hmm, well. All those interesting conversations, like the topics all come to the table at that point in time. Hey, Rob, let me ask you about this thing, right? And I'm like, oh, God, can't we just talk about football today? <laughs> right? right? Yeah, um, yeah. One of the other things that I thought was uh, interesting is, uh, so WhatsApp also had a breach that they uh, put out there and announced and said, hey, I guess it was like 500 million of their mm-hmm. user information was, uh, was gotten. Basically, it's basically who you are. And your phone number is what it is. So that is being sold on the dark web. I want to say they have it kind of broken up by country. That's what I was reading. And I believe like, for example, the US was something like, if you want the whole list of US users we have with their attributed phone numbers, it's about $7,000 that you can go ahead and- and, and Pretty cheap. Yeah. And then they're using that obviously for uh, smishing attacks, right? Perfect time of the year. So it's like, oh, come on, yet another thing, you know, that they're taking advantage of out there. Actually, I think I was I was talking to my speaking of during Thanksgiving dinner conversation. I think it was my daughter that my oldest daughter was saying that she was getting a lot of those kind of smishing kind of attacks. You know, these kind of texts mm-hmm. from unknowns that were um, inundating her phone. And it, it, you know, it's one of those things we sort of get used to the emails, right? And and, and sort of sort of build up that internal filter and actually filter out some when you can. Mm-hmm. But the SMS attacks, it's just un- so annoying. It I is. mean, it's, it it's just, um, it, it, it's unfortunate it's just not going to stop. No, no. And it's, it's just, it seems like they're more frequently coming either from, um, you know, banks, or to, to, I should say, looking like they're banks or some retail, retail establishment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I've seen recently, even where it's like a, you know, your, your kind of cellular service provider. So they're trying to come across like your Verizon or T-Mobile, you know, update this, click on the link to capture this information, click on the link for this Black Friday, Cyber Monday special, like all that type of stuff. Right. Right. Well, thanks, Dan. I think, again, another great conversation. I hope everyone is enjoying the extra episodes and they'll keep on coming. Take care till next time. Thanks, Rob.